Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Phil with Full of Life Ministries. The Lord is truly worthy of all the praise. He is worthy of all the honor and he is worthy of all the glory. We thank God for his faithfulness and his generosity and his kindness and his willingness to go the extra mile to guide us through difficult times and seasons in our lives. I am so grateful to the Lord for his unconditional love for us in spite of ourselves, in spite of our shortcomings. I know that in my own personal life, man, I have a whole lot of work to do in becoming the best person that I could possibly be. And I know that many of you have areas in your life where you struggle with getting upset when things are not going so well, where you keep falling victim to the same sins over and over and over again. Just remember this. You're not alone. You are not alone. You see, the Bible declares in Romans, the third chapter, verse 23, it says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And the Bible also declares and states in Romans, the sixth chapter, the 23rd verse, it says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, <laughs> the gift of God, which is Jesus, is eternal life. So I don't know about you, but I want to live life in its fullness. <laughs> yes, because people of God, the struggles that we deal with concerning our shortcomings can be fixed. That's the good news. The bad habits that we continue to practice can be nullified when we understand the importance of developing oneself with the help of the Lord. So I want all of our listeners to know that this is achievable. There is a solution that, that's found in the Word of God. And this that's in God's Word can give us a spiritual makeover for your life. And there's a passage of scripture that gives us, it gives us insight for instructions that will shape us into becoming something that we can be proud of and that God can be pleased with. And this is found in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 36, verses 26 through 27. And it says, and I will give you, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit. I will put within you and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. What God is saying to us this day is, he wants to provide for you a new heart. He really does. 
This does not mean that you're going to have to receive a new physical heart when you have to be operated on. <laughs> you, don't have to go, you don't have to go to the hospital to get a new heart. What this passage of scripture demonstrates is our spiritual heart is always in need of tuning. <laughs> it's always in need of tuning. Just like when you receive tune-ups for your vehicle that we all need from time to time, spiritual tune-ups are designed to remove all of the things, all of the things that make us sluggish towards life, things that make you believe that you can't achieve greatness in this world. You see, receiving a new heart enables you to develop godly routines and to develop a disciplined lifestyle to live life with a purpose that comes straight from the Lord. God says, I will give you, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit. And I will give this and I will place this within you. Because listen, people, Superficial people usually run out of gas. <laughs> they focus on the exterior components rather than making the internal things a priority. And we live in a world where this type of behavior is a mainstay in our world. You see, the Lord wants for us to be a glowing monument it shines in this world brightly. He wants for us to illuminate his presence in a way that makes our lives appealing to the masses. But the key, the key to this text is God wants to remove the stone that blocks his rays from shining. I want to say that one more time. God simply wants to remove the stone that blocks his rays from shining. And this stone has a name and it's called pride. It's called pride. And the Bible talks about this type of stone because many of us have different types of stone. But for tonight or today's episode, we're going to just focus on pride. So it says here in Proverbs, the 16th chapter and the 18th verse, it says pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Pride and a haughty spirit. Pride and a haughty spirit. Somebody who's arrogant. Somebody who's vain. Somebody who's conceited and living their lives like they are superior to any wisdom that can change the course of their lives. These individuals will suffer a fall. I want to add, they will have a great fall, like Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> the Lord wants to remove this type of stone that lives within us. And lastly, 
God wants to put his spirit within you. God wants to put his spirit within you and cause you to walk in his statutes and be careful to obey his rules. You see, when you allow God to place his spirit within your heart, you will be free of the toxins that overcrowd your peace. And you will you will notice a change in your frame of mind. You see, your attitude will propel you towards what's waiting for you. Your attitude, your disposition will propel you towards what is really waiting on you. We should not have the mentality that suggests that we are waiting on God to bless you. I believe that it's the other way around. It's really God is waiting on us to surrender our will over to his will. When we, when we surrender our will to his, he will cause us to walk in his statutes, his rules. And when we allow God to remove the stones, whatever that stone is, and when we walk in his statutes and follow his rules, we will see transformation take place in our lives. Do you believe that? Oh, I didn't hear you. Do you believe it's possible if we allow God to remove the stone that's in our lives? He will make you better than you ever have been in your life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, let's get into <laughs> today or tonight's episode. And this is one where it hit me right in the stomach. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let me explain. My precious wife now, now that I'm retired, wants me to really focus on my health. I mean, she's on me, y'all. She is on me. She wants me to make sure that I am in good health for the remaining parts of my life. And I agree with her. But it's not something that I'm that excited about <laughs> we've been listen we've been working out together and it's been fun really has but as I analyze my body as I look in the mirror at the areas that I need the most work and guess where that is <laughs> my core <laughs> my stomach area okay <laughs> So that's where my main focus is this week and hopefully for the weeks and months and years to come. And so as I was performing my stomach stomach exercises, I realized how much that I am so out of shape and how that I allowed my core, which most experts say is the most important part of your body. Your stomach is your core. And this area of your body where you have to really, really work on because of the benefits it provides for you. Your core. 
It is one of the most important things that you can do on a daily basis, working on your core. You see, your core conditioning improves your posture. It also boosts the effectiveness of workouts and reduces the risk of injuries that sideline our efforts to stay in shape. Now, people of God, spot exercising, abdominal muscles won't get rid of the excess. The only way to do that is to expend more calories than you take in. And as I was doing my sit-ups and doing my crunches and my doing my planks, (laughs) working these muscles has its place. It's important. But the goal for me is to strengthen strengthen this part of my body known as my core. And I'm going to do it in Jesus' name. But I have to be honest with you. It's a struggle for me. (laughs) I hate doing (laughs) sit-ups. But I have to stay committed. I have to stay committed to the exercises, to tone up an area that I know is important because of my lack of discipline and not consistently working this area of my body. And because I have not spent much time in this part of my body, it shows. And the sad thing is that I cleverly try to cover this area up with different types of clothes to hide my deficiencies. And that's okay. But my real size expanded because it's easy to continue to buy clothes that made my my, uh, appearance acceptable. But all the while, I knew that what I really needed was to work on my core. And as I was working on my core, the Lord impressed upon me the need to talk about a very important and yet significant thing that all of us need to address. And that is our core. Who we really are. What do we stand for? What spiritual laws that we refuse to break? What exercises are we doing each day to keep our core intact? And that we will be healthy and holy agents for the Lord. And so today or tonight's episode is designed for us to become spiritually fit when it comes to our core beliefs in God. And so today or tonight's episode is entitled, What Does Your Core Look Like? What does your core look like? We're living in a day and time when we are constantly being bombarded with spiritual junk food, such as lust for the flesh. We are being presented things that will entice us with visual stimulating objects that moves in the wrong, moves us in the wrong direction and causes us to become out of sorts and out of shape 
when it comes to our core values that God has placed inside of us. We also have this pompous sense of superiority, like we are above any guidance or in need of instructions. And we are so, we are so full of the pride of life that this draws us away from our core of practicing one of the gifts of the spirit, which is self-control. People of God, 1 John, the 2nd chapter, the 15th through the 17th verse, it says it best. It says don't fall in love with this corrupt world or worship the things it can offer. Those who love its corrupt ways don't have the Father's love living within them. All of the things the world can offer to you, the allure of pleasure, the passion to have things, and the pompous sense of superiority do not come from the Father. These are the rotten fruits of this world. Verse 17 says it best. This corrupt world is already wasting away as are its selfish desires. But the person, the individual really doing God's will, that person will never cease to be. Can I read that verse one more time in verse 17? It says, this corrupt world is already wasting away as are its selfish desires. But the person really doing God's will, that person will never cease to be. When we fall in love with the temptations that are in the world, we become weak frail. We lose our focus. Our faith is compromised. Our walk becomes shaky. Our relationships are strained because nobody wants to be around us. Our light appears dim to ourselves and our passion for life that lives in you becomes closed. You place it into the closet of your heart. You never wore, you never wear these things that will bring life to your light or display it because sin is dominating your daily way of life. And as you can see in verse 16, it says these things are rotten fruits of this world. If it's rotten fruits of this world, why are you consuming these fruits? There's a saying that there are those who are rotten to the core. <laughs> and this may be you. What we have to understand is the person really doing God's will, the individuals who are working out their salvation with awe and reverence, these are the ones that will never cease to be. Or the Lord sees your frailties 
and yet you stand in distance from him. Verse 17 says to us, the person really and genuinely doing, working, exercising God's will, which should be the core of who you are. It says that this person will never cease to be. It's important to understand this. And what this means is that you will always be healthy enough to endure trials that knock on the door of your heart. When the storms of life begin to saturate your life and cause slippery conditions and make for your travel to become difficult and challenging, this person will always be able to overcome and live life with a purpose that only that only comes from God, which should be the very essence of who you are. Now, before we continue, let's take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with the episode entitled, What Does Your Core Look Like? Hi everyone, I'm Christopher. I'm the editor of Full of Life Ministry San Diego podcast. And I'm here to say, if you like what you're hearing and would like to donate, you definitely can on any of our pages, on our Instagram, on our Spotify, Spreaker, all of that, there should be a button that allows you to donate to our ministry. With your donations, we're able to donate to a variety of different things, COVID relief or anyone who just may need it in general. That's all for me. So thank you guys for listening and enjoy the rest of the podcast. All right, we are back. And so let's get into today or tonight's episode entitled, What Does Your Core Look Like? I want to provide for you five things that will keep your core strong and sound. So in order for you, for your core to be strong and sound, you have to, number one, number one, you have to have a committed prayer life. So number one, have a committed prayer life. Prayer is the place of dialogue. It is not a monologue where you ask God and and never wait for him to respond. He wants to speak to you about what you are lacking. Where is your mindset when it comes to believing for God to help you? In the time of your need. So having a committed prayer life allows the Lord to assist in your growth and development of your daily walk with him. James, James 1, chapter 1, verse 5 says, if any of you, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given him. I'm going to read that verse one more time. If any of you lack wisdom, if any of you are struggling with your cores with a saying, it says, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given to that person. So having a committed prayer life will keep your core strong and sound. So number two, reading and applying God's word into your life will keep your core strong and sound. 
You see, people of God, our core values are designed for us to succeed in life. And learning how to drive, how to drive, learning how to drive your car requires study time to understand the rules of the road. Going to school was a requirement for all of us at some to give us some form of education that teaches us valuable lessons that prepares us to handle life's challenges. We must focus on God's word to keep our core strong and sound. Second Timothy, the third chapter, verses 16 through 17 says, Every scripture or all scripture is inspired by God and useful for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training us in righteousness that the person dedicated to God may be capable and equipped for every good work. People of God, listen to the words of God. Listen to the words of God. It says we are to be trained in righteousness. Righteousness training is what God gives us each day to perform the various duties because his word equips us to perform under duress. <laughs> Many of us are performing God's righteousness under duress. But the key, the key to this, to this whole thing is our dedication to God. Our commitment to his instructions. God is, God is our work. God will help us learn about who we are. God is our workout partner. <laughs> you know, when you go to the gym and you have that instructor to push you to maximize your workout, because when you are pushed, when you are really pushed by the instructor, the results from the workout will show. So that's why it's important to read and apply God's word into your daily life. Number three, you will need a mentor to help you through the tough times in life. Now, Proverbs, the 15th chapter, verse 22 says, without counsel, plans fail. But with many advisors, they succeed. So in your prayer time, in your prayer time, ask the Lord to send you someone your way that will impart wisdom into your life and will help you achieve the success that the Lord wants to give to your life. A mentor is someone who teaches or gives help and advice to someone who has less experience and often younger, a younger person or a person who may feel like they are lacking in understanding how to read God's word or they may have questions regarding how to keep their core strong and sound. So it's important to find you a mentor. And the best way possible is to get on your knees and ask God to send somebody in your life that will mentor you, that will impart wisdom into your life so you can have your core strong and sound. Number four, 
Take time to celebrate your achievements and don't focus on your failures. <laughs> I want to say that one more time. Take time to celebrate your achievements and don't focus on your failures. Just like a person who's working on losing weight, there will be days when your desire for the sweets take over <laughs> and you fall short of your goal. But I'm here to let you know, don't sweat the small stuff. Just get back on it. Just get back on and celebrate how far you have come. This is always what sets us back. We begin to feel bad about ourselves when we did something that made you feel shameful. Now, 1 Peter, the second chapter, verses 1 through 3 says, it says, so get rid of hatefulness and deception and insincerity and jealousy and slander. But here's the key verse. It says, be like newborn babies crying out for spiritual milk that will help you grow into salvation. If you have tasted and found the Lord to be good, hatefulness, deception, insecurity, not insecurity, insincerity, jealousy, and slander. Slander are things that make you feel disgusted about yourself. <laughs> the focus is that your desire to be nourished by God with the right ingredients that will help you grow. That's what you should be celebrating, that God wants to give you exactly what you need, the right type of nourishment for your growth. Celebrate that you are a child of God and he's willing to grow you into be, being liberated. He is willing to grow you into becoming liberated and free from these types of diseases, which is hatefulness, deception, insincerity, jealousy, and slander. It can happen when you begin to work on your core of who you are. And number five, always remember this. You are not doing this on your own. You are not by yourself is what it's really saying. The possibilities of strengthening your core is not possible without the Lord leading and guiding us to achieve success. You see, it's much easier to have a partner working out with you than doing it on your own. The Lord will be there to help you strengthen the areas of your life that has lost its shape. The places in your life where sin has been on the residence of your heart way too long. He can serve an eviction notice to the thing that's causing you to walk slower towards the prize that God has waiting for you. Philippians, the first chapter, verse six, says it best. It says, I am confident that the creator who has begun such a great work among you will not, won't stop. He will not stop in mid-design, but will keep perfecting you <laughs> until the day Jesus the anointed, our liberating king, returns to redeem the world. In my closing, there's a question that I want to ask you, and it's this. 
What does your core look like? Only you know what your core should look like. The Bible states in Galatians, the sixth chapter, in the ninth verse, and it says, May we never tire of doing what is good and right before our Lord, because in his season, we shall bring a great harvest if we can just persist. People of God, let's let's work on our core. Let's maintain the essentials of who we are. Let's not have people questioning your looks. <laughs> are you saved? Are you a liar? Are you a thief? Are you anointed? What, what's sticking out of you? What are you covering up when you tighten your core of who you are, <laughs> of who you are in God? Others will be motivated and inspired to work on their core. So let's allow God's way of living to become the standard for life. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day. We thank you for all your many blessings. We thank you for just being so good to us. In spite of our shortcomings, in spite of not always making the mark, you still are so good to us. Your love, your unconditional love for us. We never take it for granted. So Lord God, in the name of Jesus, as we take inventory of ourselves, as we analyze ourselves, as we realize how far we are from being what you created us to be, that our core needs strengthening, that the essence of who we are needs strengthening. So Lord God, in the name of Jesus, God help us to develop prayer life where we pray daily to you. Help us to always study your word. Send people into our lives that will mentor us. God, help us to understand that we're not by ourselves. Love on us, oh God. Help us to recognize and realize that we cannot make it in this world without you. So, God, we are just crying out to you like little babies, asking for the nourishment that we need to strengthen it, to tighten our core, that we will be healthy and strong and sound to be able to help others who are lacking the nutrients necessary to live life in a healthy perspective. God, we give you praise in advance for what you're going to do. We thank you for all of your many blessings. And we ask all of this in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, that is it for today or tonight's episode, which is entitled, What Does Your Core Look Like? This is Pastor Phil with Full of Life Ministries. We are so happy that you guys tune in each and every week. If you are enjoying the podcast, please continue to share the podcast. God is doing amazing things. We are now in Costa Rica. We are now in Egypt. Can you believe that? We are in Egypt now. The Lord is doing great things. So it's through your generosity by sharing the podcast. So please continue to share the podcast. If you feel led to support us financially, 
You can go to any of our platforms, Spotify, Google, Anchor, Spreaker, any of those platforms, and you can just click the link and give whatever the Lord has placed on your heart to give. We believe in you. and We believe that God has called us for this time in history to make a difference in the world. If there's anything that we could do to help you along your Christian journey, we are here to sow into you. We are here to help you along your Christian journey. So if there's anything that we can do to help you grow in God, please don't hesitate to email us at fulloflifesd at gmail.com. Once again, fulloflifesd at gmail.com. And we are here to assist you in your personal growth in God. Once again, this is Pastor Phil with Full of Life Ministries. Please visit our YouTube channel. Uh, we do YouTube Live every Sunday morning. And we're just in the early stages. So please overlook the mess and the confusion. We are in our early stages, but we're just stepping out in faith, knowing that God is working out, working all of this out for our good. So again, thank you guys for all of your love, your generosity, the emails. We thank you all for your connection with us here at Full of Life Ministries. So guess what, people? I love you with the love of Christ. Let's continue to do this. In Jesus' name, God bless.